Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeful with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture you consume. The stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. Okay, you guys, there's the intro. There's the intro you guys keep on telling me that I'm skipping. So there, you guys got it. Listen to this episode every other week because I'm not going to do it that perfect ever again. Okay. Um, just joking. That was so combative in the first two seconds. But this is what the energy that I have right now, because this other person who's here, he's very, very sassy, and I love him to death. I don't know if you guys are listening to his podcast, who is going into their sixth season, which is no small feat. And so, and I am pulling him out of his two-month slumber where he was off in Croatia, living the life that I wish I had. <laughs> you guys say hello to Tony Bejarano from Who Invited Her. Hi. It's good to be on your show because last time you were on my show and we dug mm-hmm. into a lot of pop culture and a bunch of other stuff. So it's nice to be on the other side of this. We did. And we don't even have a section today about like some of the stuff that we talked about. So like, let's just like go there real quickly and then we'll yeah. we'll go back into like what you are. Okay, so new season of Drag Race UK just started. Oh, I know. Did you have you what? Okay, is it? It's the first episode's the only one that's been out, right? It's the only one that's out. And the thing okay. is, I don't have the capacity for too much Drag Race at one time. And I it's like, I, I did not watch any Canada. I did not. I did not step into the ring for that one. This is my opinion on Canada. I started the second season or the with the newest season, right? Mm-hmm. I got in the first episode. I was like, nope, I can't. None of these, these girls are annoying as hell. I can't do it. I can't. The personalities were like, and you know what? Really, I think kind of maybe shot the whole drag race in the foot was mm-hmm. they just did All Stars Legends, and it was literally the best season of Drag Race ever. Ever. I do and believe that as well. It, and I'm like, how do you follow up with that? Yeah. Like, what do you do now? When you had this amazing talent and you had, like, you know, who weren't afraid of being sent home each week. And it was, oh, God, just, no. it was a good season. The All-Stars was a good season. Jinx was the one who we all knew was going to win. Oh, from I mean, day one. It was like, if she doesn't win... Well, I was kind sense. of okay with, like, everybody, anybody winning because they were all so amazing on that season. True, true, true. And that's, you know, they were all really, really good, but it was Jinx's show. I mean, like, come on. So I'm excited. I actually have tickets to go see her and Dela for their holiday special. <laughs> oh, did were they doing it at Balboa Theater here in San Diego? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's gonna be a great show. Exactly. So it's a small enough theater that yeah. you feel like you're close to them. Yeah. I saw Trixie and Katya there. Um, How was it? I'm supposed to go see them. Actually, I think when they're in, they're going to LA. I think they're. I forget where they're performing at in LA. I'm going to go see them. I would go again. That's how much yeah. I love the show. Oh, um, they're my favorite. They're my absolute favorite. I love them. same. They're just both so warm and fun. And like, yeah. and the thing about in San Diego is that uh, Katia's mic couldn't work. So um, here's the thing that's different about their show is um see you guys we are completely off on a tangent and we i know are not even two minutes into this but whatever um 
what I liked about the Trixie, Trixie and Katya show was they have a script, they have a, a thing that they're going to do. It's not just a lip sync song here, there, you know, that kind of a thing. So it's like there is a through line through the whole entire thing. Yeah, that's what I heard. One of my actually my old co-host Bashi on the show, he just saw their show mm -hmm. in DC and he loved it. And he's the most cynical person I know who hates everything. And he loved it. It's great. You probably have you heard about like some of like the because there's lots of spoilers that are probably out there now. Yeah, I've seen world. some of them online. I like the fact that it's actually presented like a like a play or a musical and it's mm -hmm. not um like them lip singing and stuff there's like a, a through line a story it's like an off off broadway show it really does feel Same like thing. that it feels like a show that they're trying to mount and make it a bigger deal you know almost like a noise is off but the thing is is like oh, it's so it's good. yeah it's trixie and katya it's fun it's irreverent just like they are they have all of their in, in, inside jokes but if you weren't a trixie and katya fan and if you just were going i think you would enjoy it because they're funny and they have like lots of sight gags and that kind of thing. So that's good. But back into the drag race of it all. So back over into this. Are you watching um, drag race, celebrity drag race? Are you watching this? I started it. I got halfway through and I was just like, I can't. I fell I, away from I, it for a couple of weeks. I literally knew almost every single person that was in drag. I was like, it looks like the guy from Glee. It looks like um, Loretta mm -hmm. Devon. It looks like Bethany. I'm like, how are they supposed to? Like as soon as Loretta Divine opened her mouth, I know. Like... I was like, come on, <laughs> she, she's the neighbor next door. You know, you just had like the voice was already there, right? Like, and so the only one who tripped me up a little bit was um in the beginning was Taylor Dane. I yes, I wasn't I sure. Didn't. Yeah, I thought that she was Jillian from The Biggest Loser at first. When they oh, really? Yeah, I, because... I couldn't place it. I was like, I know who this is. I recognize the tone of the voice, but I couldn't place it. I was I, the day that I knew was when she the second or third episode when yeah. she got sassy with Rue. And I was like, oh, it's a RuPaul friend. It has to be somebody that goes back to the 90s with her. It's got to be one of her. That's that she's comfortable going back and forth with Rue. You know what it reminds me of? It's like the gay version of the Masked Singer. That Very is much. <laughs> so the gay version of the Masked Singer. Well, what they did was, um, so I did recently watch the most recent episode. So I had fallen away from it for like two weeks. Yeah. So, and I didn't see the episode where they revealed everybody. Oh, you know, I didn't so even get that far. So they've done that. So the thing is, they've changed up the show a little bit. So it was it was one of those ones that we were starting to watch. Me and my partner, it was one of those like appointment shows because it's like something yeah. to do. But um, then I traveled, he traveled. We haven't been around. So we fell away from it for like two weeks. So they did, I guess, an episode where they sent somebody packing and they then revealed who everybody was to everyone. So oh, the audience oh, now knows. Oh, uh, the, the judges now know everybody knows who's you know who's who's actually playing the roles and yeah. now they're making the challenges like this past week watch this past week's one okay. because they're going um now it's interesting again because now they're giving them other challenges so they just did a snatch game oh you mean the celebrities have to imitate yeah <laughs> yeah so so like mark yeah, exactly. So like Mark, you know, from Ugly Betty yeah. and 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 Hacks, yeah. you know, he was Erica Jane from the Housewives. And oh, like, you know, they so, okay. Yeah. Uh Tatiana Lee was Eartha yeah. Kit, you know. So they each did like a, okay. that was cute. And um wait, did but, they get to pick their own celebrity that they were gonna imitate? Mm -hmm. they, okay, cool. Yeah, they got to pick their own celebrity. And then they did a, a song and dance number. I think it was like a gaga thing. And then I think the gaga was the theme. Um 
which I don't think it was evenly matched either because they let some of them do numbers that were um, upbeat, you know, like fast paced, like doing bad romance. That's a number that you can get in people's face and just kind of get there. And then they gave like one of the other ones, um, the the guy from Glee, you know, they gave him uh that song by lady gaga the slow one that's country something about this place um, oh i know exactly it was from yeah. the Joanne album right uh-huh yeah no, no it's it's before that uh put your glass up for nebraska you and i that's what's called you and i there you go yes i had to sing oh, we're horrible kids horrible kids how do we not know that but the thing is i knew the lyrics you so knew at the least lyrics. i have that you part points for that very much okay Tony, back into yes. you. Yes. Um, so you are, are you, you're like the founder and you're like the lead over there yeah. on who invited her. Yeah. And so, and how did that all start? How did that come about? Um, I have, I started with the podcast probably it's, we're going into our sixth season, which um, is October wow. 1st. We start back on Saturday and we do it live every Saturday on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. So whatever happens in that hour happens. I don't edit anything out. So and that has come back to kick me in the ass when like certain people get flogged on the show and it wasn't planned and you forget like, oh shit, this is on YouTube. They're going to take us down if we're smoking weed or drinking or any of that. But the show start, like I started it because I had listened to podcasts like religiously, like in mm-hmm. just my normal day, I have like maybe 150 podcasts I follow and listen to. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, like I met, I think we talked about this when you were on the show. I met um, Ross Matthews had a podcast, mm-hmm. um, Straight Talk with all that. So I had met him a long time ago and Johnny McGovern when he used to do his podcast. Um, and it it kind of was like, okay, these people are so cool. I'm San Diego at the time did not have any kind of gay podcast so i was like i'm gonna do one and if anybody uh-huh. listens i could give two shits <laughs> I so I, I got a bunch of my friends and there's the first i think three episodes we never aired because they, we just got way too drunk way too fast <laughs> so they're the lost episodes but then like the first season we were really i didn't know anything about podcasting so me and my producer at the time we literally researched it for about a year and then we were like, all right, let's try it. And we, we did it. And for some reason people listen and they still listen. I don't know why we're it's a bunch good, of, but it's fun. Yeah, I like, like listening to you guys. Cause it, 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 there's part of it is because, you know, you guys are a San Diego podcast. You guys do yeah. talk about what's kind of going around the neighborhood, but at the same time you have a reach and you guys talk to different, you know, gays and, and, LGBT individuals yeah. and that sort of thing, and you guys have been getting deeper lately too. So some people been what? Matter has gotten, oh, that's has gotten really deep that's... lately. Yeah, it's been so. The first like two, I'd probably say two to three seasons or two seasons, it was very fluff, very like we just got drunk and talked shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it had to do a lot with my co-hosts at the time, which my co-hosts have changed over the years. But like I wanted to, you know, we're always like this redheaded stepchild to LA, and I'm like, we have a really really cool queer community in San Diego, especially with drag in San Diego and just other people like you who are doing stuff within the community. And Hashtag, no, I live where you vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and no really podcast within San Diego at the time that really highlighted San Diego as the like third character on our show. So I was mm-hmm. like, that's what I want to do. I want to talk about 
what's happening in our neighborhood, what's happening in San Diego. So if somebody who used to live here listens, they can go, oh, I remember that. Or somebody who's never been to San Diego, they want to come to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of how it started. And then we start, we talked about a bunch of pop culture stuff at the beginning, but as like I've gotten older and as the show's gotten older and I've, you know, switched up our, our, my co-host, the show now we don't shy away from like really tough subjects and guests that we've had on that, you know, one minute you're going to be like crying, the next minute you're going to be laughing. Uh And I feel like it just comes with like who I am as a person and growing older, becoming an older gay man, Mm -hmm. you know, other things become important, more important to you than just the um, like drag race every episode, you know. And so I, we still do a bunch of that shit, but I like. Well, to we have to in. because it's we still something to. you like, but it's not the yeah. whole enchilada anymore. So it's I like now that. I sprinkle in like a couple episodes of really deep stuff. Like we had um, Kylie Gion, who was. Um, this woman, cis straight woman who was born HIV positive. And she was one of the very first kids in the 1990s to go through the Ronald McDonald House in New York to test out new HIV HIV medication for children. And she came on the show and it was a very intense conversation because she talked about growing up in the 90s when, you know, the HIV epidemic was really hitting. And I remember being in high school when it was really in people were dying and and it wasn't what it is today with the medications. And so she talked about her experience, not from a gay point of view, but from a cis straight woman point of view. And it was very, very interesting because I haven't had a conversation with anybody who grew up with it. It has always been so knitly tight within our queer community. So to hear yeah. an experience from a cis straight woman, it was very eye opening. So we kind of like I kind of try to sprinkle in those kind of guests and those topics, but still, you know, always go back to sex. I always go yeah. back to drag. <laughs> that all of a sudden you have somebody who's on who's talking about yeah. what they did in Puerto Vallarta last week. Yeah, kind exactly. Of so it's all that. I do. I do love that. So, um, and I just have one random, random question. Where did the title come from? Who oh, see, I got in. So when it first started, I didn't think anything of it, but these kids today, they got to have an opinion on everything. So mm-hmm. They're like, oh, obviously they're focusing on the gay part because they're saying her and da 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 should be they. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's my podcast. For me, I named it Who Invited Her because within my group, it was either you can use it like there was this bit Margaret Cho did back in the 90s when she said the gays can use bitch like, oh, bitch or like bitch. You know what I mean? Like Uh who invited her can be like, who invited her? She's amazing. Or who invited her? It's not my responsibility. She's a mess. Mm-hmm. Somebody take her away. And I decided to use her because in my personal life, every huge influence has always been female, whether okay. it's my family, whether it's like celebrities I looked up to, anybody who may change. So for me, the using the female pronoun her is more of a strength. It gives strength to to the show in a way. Does that make sense? (laughs) Totally get it. Totally. So that's where it came from. I mean, we went through so many names when we were trying to come up with it. And then it was Bashi and I, my um, original co-host, we were out at a bar and we had one of our friends came and was just in a mood that night. And I looked at her and I said, who invited her? And we were like, (laughs) we looked at each other. We're like, that's it. That's the name of the show. There's the spark. There it is. It happened. (laughs) 
I love that because I do love the name who invited her. It's such a good like thing. It's funny because I have I have a com I have a phrase like that that I use with some of my friends like back from like college. Yeah. And it's it's like the whole bitch thing or it's like who invited her. And it's that's your friend. And it's always yeah. like if somebody wants your friend. that's that's your friend. You know what I mean? Or that's your <laughs> friend. That's you know? your friend. You're responsible for that mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. Or that's your friend. You know what I mean? So it's just that's that's your friend. I mean, that should exactly. be exactly I'm gonna start another podcast where we just gripe about people and it's gonna be called That's Your Friend. Yeah, and they like, called that that's we yeah. had um we had a side like after show for a while back in season two called um she's still here. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, we did it for a while. And then just, I was like, "It's too much. I can't do all this." So we stopped. Yeah. Use a quick phrase and whatnot. Okay, so if they want to find you guys on the internet, where are oh, they going to find you on social media? Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us on iHeart, Spotify. It's who invited her. You can follow us on Instagram. It's who invited her underscore podcast, um, and then Twitter and Facebook. We're who invited her SD. Okay, and, and we do an episode can... every week. Uh, we're live every Saturday, twelve thirty Pacific Standard Time on our YouTube channel, which is who invited her. And then you can watch us every Tuesday night at seven thirty on Out at TV. Yeah, there you go. And when you guys watch them on YouTube, it's all live. So the thing is, is so you like get yourself a drink, whatever, yep. sit down. Oh, and we drink. Watch. <laughs> you can you can comment, comment. or whatever. But the thing yeah. is, is. And then they even give you a, a potty break because they all need a potty break. So yes, we do. Refill. So <laughs> they're like, okay. Take a 15 minute break. Everybody go refresh drinks. <laughs> they're like, okay, <laughs> we're going to be back. And everybody goes. And so it was my favorite thing about recording a long form podcast because yeah. so often you're like sitting there and you're like, I have to pee. I learned that in the first season. It's like, <laughs> no, I learned that especially when we have guests like really, and we've had some amazing guests over the years, but I love being able to take a break get people a little more intoxicated come back for part two Mm -hmm. and people seem very much looser and more relaxed and more willing to talk about maybe stuff they weren't in the first half of the show so it seems well yeah you're a pusher (laughs) yes i am (laughs) okay and if you guys want to find tony you guys can also find him on instagram and so tony underscore baloney underscore macaroni There you go. So you guys can find him. And so you can go look at his cute little face and comment on his face. <laughs> okay. So our first segment. Okay. We're like 10, 20 minutes in. I know. <laughs> our first you segment. Got, wait, today, I want to off top really quick. When you came on our show, we did the same thing. We kept going off topic and the show ended up like, I think we recorded 20 minutes over mm-hmm. and because we just had so much to talk about. Well, that's the thing is like when you have somebody that you actually talk. I know. know. And so it's, that's it's the whole thing is sometimes yeah. some people are like so self-conscious. You're like, no, it's a, sh- it's a talking show. Because if you're not yeah. talking, it's just dead air. And then I have to sit there exactly. and do something. So <laughs> you guys, I have in this new segment, we have the 10 self-indulgent questions. These are my 10 quick questions that I ask people because they're subjects that I like to talk about. So that's- I make them talk about it as well. <laughs> So that's, you know, it's just what it is. And so some of these questions, some week to week, they may change very slightly. And it's because they're mine. And we're talking about self-indulgence. So first up, I just need to know, Mr. Tony Baloney Macaroni, <laughs> what is the last show that you binged front to back that you liked? 
Oh, that I absolutely adored and loved. Um, actually, it was the Sandman, the new one that came out, the Neil Gershwin, based really? off of the live action. Yeah, or the live, the live, the comic book that was okay. out in the '90s, and then they turned it into a live action. Um, and it just came out on Netflix right before I went to Croatia, and I benched it literally in like a day. Do you know there's an extra episode? I've mentioned this to other yes. people. <laughs> there's one extra episode. Yeah, it's a sleepy time episode too. Though. It it's is so boring. <laughs> Like it really is. I was like, we didn't need sleep, that. Right? We didn't yeah. need. I I went into it as a fan of the original comic book, and I was a little leery because I know with the casting, and I know if any of you out there follow all the fandom within like any of the comic book world, there's been a lot of talk about forced diversity casting with this particular show. So I had read all of that fandom before, and I was like. The thing that I really appreciated about Sandman was that Neil. Gershman, the guy that wrote the original one, was the producer for this one. And how he addressed all of that backlash was, this is coming out in 2022. This is how I would have written the characters now compared to 1990, whenever it came out originally. And I was like, that's perfect. You know, times change. You got to cast due to the times. But I visually, it is stunning what they did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I did think the pacing was a little slow. There was a, yeah, there was some parts that yeah. dragged, but yeah, for me, like... all in all, as a fan of the original work, seeing it come to life, like even with, cause I'm a huge comic book nerd when it comes to Marvel. So seeing like stuff I grew up with as a kid, mm-hmm. like on TV or movie, it is thrilling for me. I'm like, I, oh, I love it. But I yeah, that it. was the last one I, I watched. I binged the whole thing. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Number two, New York City or Los Angeles? New York City, 100%. Okay, I love that because Los Angeles <laughs> is a strip mall. That's my thing. Yeah, I love New York. One, my brother lives there now, but I'm a theater nerd at heart. So give me some broad, give me a Broadway musical. I'm set. <laughs> You're at TKTS every day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number three, do you have a favorite housewife? Oh. <sighs> Are you a housewife watcher? I used to be. Okay. And then I kind of like fell off of it and I haven't watched it in years. But I did get into the Salt Lake City yes. one. Who is the really what everybody hated her when I forget her name it's now, bad. but she was a blonde one. And she um she was in the first season. On and Salt everybody Lake? yeah, and she wasn't like really it's, rich but she was still part of it and she just said whatever she wanted and didn't give two shits i don't know if it was whitney or heather it was one of those it was whitney or heather i remember the name one of those okay i remember they've, they've kept uh, like the, all the, the all the girls it's one of those things that like real housewife uh, housewives of potomac where they've kept like 95 percent of the original cast is still oh. going and you're halfway in and so yeah it would be you're talking if it would be blonde it would be whitney or heather heather's she was more- a little fuller that's was- heather heather gay yes. heather, heather gay. yeah that's her name you got it yes that was her. she's was- fabulous she's wonderful and this season so they just started um so we're doing this again like real time guys so the housewives of salt lake city just premiered this yeah. week and um get back into it if you know like okay yeah get back my, into it. my it's- sister's all about the housewives she watches it and i know my other co-host eric daddy bear eric he mm-hmm. watches the housewives i'm like mm, i do here and there if it's on but it's not one that i'm like oh i gotta see what they're doing yeah i gotta talk to eric in like the next couple of weeks because on this show because i know that we're they're ending um 
Beverly Hills is about to end. And oh, so, cool. and I know he w- does watch that. So ah. the season's about to be over for that one. So oh, and, uh, like, I tried to talk about on the show, me and my other co-host, Bryn, we're just like, what? Okay, see, whatever you say. <laughs> get into it. Because I tell people now that Real Housewives, some of the shows are becoming like true crime. Like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is true crime now because we have wow. Jen Shaw who is in a federal case who's probably going That's to jail. Right. Yeah, that woman, that woman is going to jail. It's going to happen, you know. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know how, for how long. Probably, I'm I'm estimating right now like three four years. Oh, I'm shit. thinking that's like, yeah, like jail time. She's going to be up for like 15. And I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's like Teresa Judice who like went away for a year and they held yeah. the show off. Like this bitch is going to get three, four years. Like oh, even like everybody that was her downline in this whole scheme is all like they've pled guilty. <laughs> even her like direct assistant. Like, I know. so yeah, it's but I want to see it plant. It's going to plan out this season. So it is a true crime series. Oh, it's going to be. It's Put going on my to Netflix. Be. No, I'm kidding. Because she even had some some of the girls were there with her in like New York and all that. Okay, so let's getting off the housewife topic. (laughs) Our next thing is I like to ask people, do you have a beauty product or a health product that you are completely addicted to that people should know about? Um, Health or beauty? Um, I think for me, I am obsessed with, and I started because they sponsored our show, Hims, their night cream for men. For some reason, it's like the only product I'll put on my face when I go to bed. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I would hate it because I'm like, oh, here they're pushing. But I tried it because, um, you know, we talk whatever we talk about on the show or I, I tell people recommendations. I mm-hmm. have to be a fan of it or I at least have to try it. Oh, right? she's like Rosie O'Donnell. She needs I to try the product to. first. Yes. <laughs> so I had gotten a bunch of the Hims products and their night cream for men. That's formulated for for men, not because they have Hims and hers. Yeah. So Hims night, men's night cream is like the best. I love that. I- yeah. That's cool. I and if I run out of that, I am old school oil of LA pink lotion. You remember I that? I can't. I can't. <laughs> you are too Latinx for me. I oh, they grab <laughs> my. Like, yeah, it's like oil of LA. Do yeah. a, a bar of Dove, and everything is all good. <laughs> exactly. Or an yeah, but um. I just think it's important for people to have like a nightly ritual, like, like before you're going to bed or like after you get out of the shower to like do something to your face because yeah. like it's what meets the world, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And so and I'm, I'm going to stay her. young forever unless you get nip tucked mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, I'm very much going to be doing all of that. Oh, I'm like, going to just have, I'm going into the face-off machine and I'm going to get a new note. <laughs> can you get me this younger? Yeah. <laughs> but just like me. Okay. What is your favorite musical or Broadway show? Oh, this is a hard one because I am like, I have current obsessions and then all-time obsessions. Mm-hmm. So I think, so this, I would break this down as to the best show I've ever seen on Broadway was Hades Town, Best okay. show I've ever seen in person. It, it was amazing what they did with it. Um, Music-wise, I always go for the classics. Um, I like like Hollow Dolly, Funny Girl, which Leah Michelle's in right now on Broadway. Got six standing ovations. My arch nemesis. <laughs> I think everybody's there's so much shade with it. Uh, okay, I'm gonna tell my story. Like, Let, let's okay. get into the story, okay? Because people keep asking me, and I make fun of this, and it's always on my stories. Told us off, off mic when you were here because we were talking Broadway about when she closed the door. 
on I me? Think, I think so. So Leah Michelle, this is what I was ha- literally like. If you guys can't see me, but I was just like, "Ooh, girl, where's my popcorn? Tell me the story." I love it, this. <laughs> and I want to one, and I want to, and I want to one edit this. So I need to be very judicious with the with the names okay. that I use right now. Okay. So I had a really good friend, um, very into the fashion industry and whatnot. And so we were besties. We used to go everywhere together and blah, blah, blah. And so we were hanging out with a few different people who just so happened to um, be it people that would run in the good crowds. We would go to places like um, Bungalow 8 and Pink Elephant and whatnot. This is why I lived in New York City at the time. And so, and I would say this is probably around 2003, 2004, somewhere around in that, that, that realm. And so we were going to this like fashion party thing and then it turned into, okay, I met Duncan Cheek. Okay. And then we met a few of uh, Spring Awakening, by the way. There you go. This is how it's going to come back into Leah (laughs) Michelle. Okay. So Duncan Sheik was having like some like party thing at his apartment and he lived really, I want to say like kind of close to 60 Thompson right down there, I think. Um, Anyways, people who know, know whatever. Okay. Um, This was over this is like almost 20 years ago, so I don't mind saying that. I hope he doesn't live in the same place. Oh, Imagine if he did. <laughs> but anyways. Still there. Yeah. So he was like this composer of that. And so, and then there was other people who we were hanging out with who were friends of ours who liked to deal certain types of drugs and whatnot. And so, and that's how you would get yourself into a lot of parties because it was like somebody was holding. So you would be like, oh, I'm with so-and-so and you would just get in. And so did a lot of concerts that way. Did a lot of like really good VIP areas and that. So it'll be in the book, but <laughs> We get to Duncan Sheik's apartment and this is like spring awakening time. And the thing is, is and our friend is going to go in and um, make an exchange, make a sale or whatever they were going to be doing for the evening. This is again, 15 years ago. So statue of limitations is off. Um, so <laughs> Leah Michelle was there and she was there with a gaggle of gays and some other person. And the thing is, they were really I don't know if it was like some kind of a rap party, whatever that they were doing, because I had nothing to do with that. I was with fashion people. These were Broadway people and our worlds collided because there was a drug person in the middle of it all. Okay. Always so and this is not this, together. No. Yes, and, and this is not Leah Michelle. I don't think Leah Michelle was doing drugs because she was the she wasn't doing drugs because she's the narky kind of girl who would tell on everybody and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so and I remember they had all went inside and I went back outside to go smoke. Like I was just going to smoke a cigarette and plus it just, I'm not a drug dealer or anything. And I was like, go deal with you guys have to do. Yeah. And then I went, I had to go pee and I had to go pee so badly. And I went to turn around to go right back in. And I had just met this bitch, Leah Michelle, yeah. five minutes before. Did you know who she was at the time? I knew that she was in the show, but I didn't know she, she wasn't a big deal. You know what no, I mean? Because it was after spring. It wasn't until it, it was, it was Glee. actually, it might've been the beginning of Glee. When did Glee start? Maybe that's why she was already feeling her oats, but she was already a bitch on Broadway. Apparently, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Um, so anyways, <laughs> so with this whole thing is, is that yeah. like, I went outside, I was going to smoke. Uh, Glee didn't come about till 2009. So this is way before. So this was spring awakening. This was so she had no excuse to be a, a complete bitch. No. And so the thing was, is and I had went outside to smoke. She had went out. She, her friends were outside. She was going back inside. She told some people, oh, we'll come back in, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, we'll leave the latch on the door. Do you know this bitch took the door and closed it? 
like intentionally closed, you know, like the storm door before the other door when you're going yeah. into like a building in New York. She intentionally closed it and went inside and like looked at me in the face as she's like closing this door. Oh, and I have never forgotten this. Like she completely just like, I was like, oh, we'll just leave the door unlatched because I'm going to be going back in. And she just like looked at me took the door and just latched it while still looking at me and then just walked away. It was so furious. She doesn't understand English and she can't read. Okay. Just a complete asshole. (laughs) So from that point on, I have claimed that this bitch is my nemesis because she closed (laughs) me out. (laughs) I had to call other people. It was cold. It was like the same thing to her. I would have gone right upstairs and been like, thank you for shutting the door, bitch. Well, like two oh. seconds later, my one friend, I was about to say his name, he came back out Nobody's and there. like, go ahead. Nobody's. Yeah. There. So I'll tell you after who it is. But the thing is, is so he comes back out and I was like, she just, and I was like, and I still have to pee. And he was like, well, we're getting ready to go. And I was like, whatever. I'm and like, and so, and I ended up like peeing at some other place. But the thing was, is like, that was it. I'm done so with she's her. Still, she's still a bitch. Yeah. Even back then, she was. So. Well, and then you heard all these horrible stories about it. I was like, oh, I believe horrible. it. I, believe I it. loved I believe all it. that trauma. I was like, I knew it. She seems mm-hmm. that type of girl. But exactly. apparently, she's having her her comeback on Broadway and funny girl. And which she's talented I, as all fuck. But the thing yeah, is, I'm like, sure she's killing it and she's on her best behavior. Oh. But yeah. I doubt yeah. it. Anyway, I doubt. <laughs> okay, going on to our very number five, and I'm sorry, number six question. Okay. Favorite foods? I love sandwiches. They're my favorite. What's your what favorite kind sandwich? of sandwich? Well, what that's kind? What of... I want to know. What is your? Oh, you. Sandwich? What is yours? I know mine is. Well, I have a few different favorites right now. I'm completely appreciating a, like a really good caprese sandwich, but with a really oh. thick pizza mozzarella, oh. and then make sure that your basil that you do. So if you're doing a caprese sandwich, please do not put leaves of basil. Please shred those leaves a little bit, but you have to do it right before you serve it to me because it just is not going to work if you like shred it before because then it's like kind of gross. Okay. But Because then, because if you're taking like a, a bite, so the thing is who actually will do this for you is this place, the Marketplace Deli over here in like Bankers Hill. Oh, I used to live close to that. I know the Marketplace mm-hmm. Deli, yeah. Their caprese sandwich is a freaking bomb. So that's my favorite of the okay. moment, but... Um, I would always accept burger. Partial to, and this is gonna make me sound like an old lady. A good tuna mount <laughs> sourdough. On sourdough, I, I do. I love a good tuna mount. That's a good classic. I'm, I'm a good for like a, a tuna mount on a sourdough or a rye. Like I'm like yeah. I'm in. And please do not put like the the sweet relish in it. I can't stand. Don't put sweet relish in it. Put a little maybe something a dill. Oh, that's the best. Or like put something a little spice so it has a kick. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm down 100. percent Yeah, I do in my tuna. So at home, especially during the pandemic, you know, when we were yeah. like all cooking at home we for did. everything. Yeah. We all thought I, we were professional chefs and bread makers. Oh, yeah. Girl, I was throwing down all kinds of crazy sandwiches. <laughs> and the thing is, is in my tuna melts have like evolved and now i like add a little sriracha you add a little look at you top chef here she comes for real (laughs) great british bake-off excuse me that just started the new season british bake-off it just started i just i've only watched one episode so far so yeah they have that cute new boy i 
No. Finally. Like, ooh, they okay. They gave us eye candy last year and they were like, this did well. Let's do it again. Apparently the ratings went through the roof. So they're like, bring another one in. Let's bring another one. Anthony's convinced that he's gay. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to our next question. And the thing is, this is a good one for you because I always talk about, you know, sometimes I think in our bigger cities, we completely take advantage of the fact that we live in this gay bubble and whatnot. And we take advantage of having a gay pride celebration festival etc so do you have a favorite lgbt pride memory from now from the past what is your favorite moment it it has to be san diego's rainy pride remember that yeah we talk we've to every pride we do big pride episodes on our show and me and my co we're like rainy pride takes part it's a bit that was one of the best prides i think we've ever had in the city 2018 i think it was, it was 2018 yeah yeah 2018 it was so what happened incredible. here in san diego <laughs> is we have so san diego pride is a little bit different for people who are listening from all over wherever they are we have a lot of like people who are listening from like london and india right now i don't know what yeah, happened we get that too we get yeah. our outside of the us our biggest is japan germany nice. chile Nice. And the I UK. Think, well, yeah, UK. I had Dubai and London on my thing right now. Oh, like, buddy. My, my, my two so cities. Weird. On, like, You're like, who the fuck hard. is listening? All the way I don't know. There. But yeah. cheerio, everybody. Um, yeah. but, but, um, but what ends up happening here in San Diego for Pride is that we don't throw a Pride parade like everybody else does normally on a Sunday. Yeah. They put our smack dab in the middle of the weekend on a Saturday morning. And so, and it was like, everybody was like, oh, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Well, and it's not going to rain. Then it's going to rain. Yeah. 15 minutes before the parade started, the skies opened up and it was the most torrential downpour ever in like a pride and San Diego doesn't get rain. So the city doesn't know how to take it on. We don't have an infrastructure that's built for rain. So it is like when you're walking across some streets, it is up to your ankles. It is past, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the rain is like there. So, but everybody just had this general, like happy attitude that like, oh. fuck it, we're in the rain. You had your umbrella. I mean, like I was walking and we were in front of Ace Hardware, you know, yeah. we're, we're in that yeah. little intersection, kind of right near all of our main nightclubs, flicks and riches over there in that corner. And we were standing against the wall and people were just enjoying themselves and people had their dogs out because, it, you know, like and uh-huh. this woman was like drunk. <laughs> this whoever, whoever you are, lady, whoever you are, this it was a cis white lady with with uh, red Karen hair, but it was all wet. And she was wearing like this body cross, you know, Diana yeah. von Furstenberg kind of wrap dress. And she had both titties just out because she was all over this dog on the corner. And she was like, <laughs> she was like sitting on her knees, welcoming all these dogs. Her titties was out and it was just all this rain. Everybody, everybody's saying happy pride to her. And she's happy uh, pride with these dogs. I, yeah. And it was like, word, um, that was, that's one of my memories of pride. Uh, and it's from rainy pride. Rain, and the thing is, is it wasn't a cold rain. It was a monsoon rain. So it was still warm out. Mm-hmm. So people especially the gays, it was a reason to get naked. Like, mm-hmm. the clothes came off. It was like, everybody was just wet. I remember yeah. everything was wet. And then you just, I think everybody just hit a point was like, oh, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Oh, it was and, funny, though, because, like, oh, all the all the floats with all, like, they just yeah. stopped. And all <laughs> they the people, were fucked up. 
uh, like <laughs> all those costumes, all those wigs, everything. Yeah. Like, and I, uh, I can't, I haven't, I didn't, that was the, the first year I started doing floats for the pride parade was the oh, next really? year. So okay. I have not experienced rainy pride for my own work, but I'm just, it was, I don't. It was fun. It was a very, very good memories. Okay. Now this is the point where I ask number, number eight, and that is, do you have a favorite drag queen? Um, here in San Diego or on RuPaul's Drag Race? In general, I think more bonus points if it's not from Drag Race. Um, I while I'm partial to Miss Miriam T because she was a co-host on my show for like two seasons. Oh, you like to give Miriam T her flowers. Uh, <laughs> and I her pickles. Her. She's the worst person <laughs> in the whole world. But yeah, I, I enjoy some uh, Miss Miriam T once in a while. Genuinely acquired taste. A genuinely, <laughs> genuinely funny person. person yeah, has yeah. has comic timing. Like I oh. just. Yeah. For, oh, and I love strawberry. Strawberry corn cakes is a big, big friend of the show, and mm. she's so great. I I love seeing a lot of our our San Diego queens. I remember when they first start out, and then how much they've evolved, and how hard some of these queens work strawberry kixie you know these ones yeah kixie vixen styles when you see them in the beginning and you're like okay she's she's oh and now they're like running the town and then now you look at them and you're like oh my god now you paint your face this way and all that okay i love that okay number nine a musical album that you know front to back uh like broadway musical just a musical, like like an album, an album period. Album? Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's another hard. This is going to be so gay. So mm-hmm. gay. This is a safe space. Bette Miller's first and second album and her live at last album. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so gay. Do you know? Oh, and her, and her, oh, I have to say this. And Bette Miller's only stand-up comedy album she's ever done mud will be flung tonight i know that from beginning to end yeah okay i've never listened to that you have to it's very dated it's from the 80s but she only did one and that was it she was like i want to try my hand at stand-up it was one of the funniest albums i've ever heard okay and i'm a big okay. stand-up like comedy album person you know like yeah. i beth stelling do you have your oh yeah yeah I know beth, beth stelling was like for some reason she was in my spotify like year and really one year and i was like i listened to her two albums like is that because i listened to them all the way through i don't <laughs> know why, why. I was on. Yeah. but i have to listen to that um yeah. i'm a, i love some bet mittler i do know my I aunt I think my aunt, she's one of the ones who like helped me like over the rainbow because she had a cassette uh, album of Ben uh-huh. Mittler's The Divine Miss M, you know, the with the, the the lime green with all the big polka dots. Yep, yep. It came yeah. out in 90, I want to say 93. It changed I, I, remember, I even have a bet tattoo, so that's how big of a fan I am of her. So. It changed my life, like completely. So, yeah. What, why, what resonates with you about her? What is it about? Um, I think this is this is really good. My mom loved her, and the very when I was seven years old, my mom took me to see Beaches in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. From that moment on, I was like obsessed with her, especially back in her early days, like when she's. This was later on when I was old enough to find the this stuff when she did the Continental Bass, and then her first like solo concert on HBO in 1977, the year I was born. She did it in Cleveland. Ohio and I was obsessed with it and like just I don't know how she just kind of like she has a, a very famous quote but she always says like fuck them fuck them if they can't take a joke and that's kind of like how I've lived my life like fuck it if you're not gonna laugh then why bother 
You know what so I mean? You and if you're not going to laugh at yourself first, like you got, you can't, you got to take the piss out of it. You have to. <laughs> that's amazing I that that's how she like resonated with you. Yeah. Yeah. So my last question that I have, and this is always my Sophie's Choice question, and it's based off the <laughs> 1993 film, The Good Son. And in The Good Son, we have Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood. How do you choose between those two beautiful little boys? But then one of them is completely evil. So you have to like decide. And that's how the mom does. So she lets one of them go. So my Sophie's Choice question for you is that if you were hanging off the side of the mountain, and okay. now I'm not going to do people for you. We're going to change this a little bit. Okay. Let's- can never watch one of these ever again. Which one would it be? And that would be Beaches or The Rose. Oh, I can never watch it again. The Rose. Okay, you can let that I, one go. I can let that one go. I've seen it God knows how many times. But Beaches is very near and dear to my heart as everybody who listens to my show or knows me knows. So yeah, no. Okay. Be- I learned the word ritzy off of beaches. Did you really? <laughs> like, yeah. Because I remember she would be like, oh, it's this is a ritzy place, you know? When, this is a ritzy place. Yeah. Yeah. When mine be all feeling cheap when yeah. she plays the young one. Oh, and blossom so, for all you kids out there. I remember I was looking at, okay, this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to tell story anyways because <laughs> it's so stupid and sidelining. But um, I found one of my old like kid, like child diaries, you know? And this one had to be from, it was like, maybe 10 12 years old or something like that yeah and it was like writing in the thing you know today we went to disney world and blah blah blah. and my parents got us in a hotel room in this really ritzy place you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and i wrote like and i was like writing like and it almost sounded like am i writing like i'm the girl from beaches because like the way that i was (laughs) yeah because when um the character cc blue meets Mm -hmm. hillary for the first time and she's lost on the beach and she's like ritzy or cheap <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I and I remember I had written like I have to find I now I have to find it next time I go home. That is hilarious. I, I it and I was like, it was completely ritzy and it wasn't cheap. And blah blah blah. And I like was writing and it was like, did I just watch beaches before oh, I wrote so this thing? And and okay, number and number two, the hotel that I was talking about that was so ritzy was a travelodge. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that makes it even better than it's it was so a ridiculous. So fucking ridiculous. like it wasn't a motel six. We we upgraded to a travel lodge. <laughs> and it was risky, please. Ritzy or cheap. Okay. As we keep on going, the, one of the questions that we like to ask everybody is where are you? Where are you from and where are you going? Oh, I'm here, San Diego, born and raised. Really? Yeah, which is very weird in San Diego. There's not a lot of natives. Have you ever left? Huh? Yeah, I left for a little bit and then I came back. Okay. So Where'd you live? Up in the uh, Bay Area for a bit and then came back. Yeah. So you've always been a Californian? I've always been a I, I'm a Cali boy through and through. California, yeah, California. I love it. Yeah. Aw. So and where am I going? Who knows if I'll even st- I have no idea at this point. Do you ever see yourself I, leaving California? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I would. Why not? Have you ever lived in like because if you lived in like Bay Area, did you ever live in like cold, like snowy area? Have you ever done that? I've visited for long periods of time, but not long enough to say I live there. Mm-hmm. But I've I've experienced it for over six months, let's just say. So oh, I know yeah. like the feel it, and I'm like, oh, I can do it. It's fine. Did you go to school? Did you go to like college? Yeah, San Francisco State. So 
you're one of those people who also fell on the train. Like yeah. I did. <laughs> now I feel like like it's just like, oh, school. 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 Who needs yeah. it now, apparently? Except for I did enjoy like a lot of it and it gave yeah. me like like some some good moments. Okay. Question that I like to ask a lot of people, and that is my pop culture fraud question. Have you ever oh. been a pop culture fraud? And is that is there anything out there either in the media right now or in the past that you have pretended to like or acted like <laughs> you understood and you just don't get it? Oh God, what haven't everything pretty much, almost everything. No, <laughs> pretend <laughs> pretend like I liked. Uh-huh. Um I don't know. I I don't think I I'm if I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm very because people know I'm very vocal about the stuff I don't like. So like uh, and if I don't get it, I'm like, I don't get I you know what did do do it for me? I will say this when TikTok first came out, I pretended like I was all about it without even like going on it and not really <laughs> knowing it. I was like, Yeah, yeah, that tick that TikTok y thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like now obsessed with it. I'm just I'm young, just like you high schoolers yes. me and my TikTok. I was like, I'm cool. What are you talking about? Yeah. What is your what is your TikTok like for you page? Is it you is it like oh, God. dancing people or is it recipes? Like what it what usually it's, pops it's up? Hot guy. It's a lot of gay baiting. It's a lot of drag queens, a lot of Broadway, a lot of conspiracy theories, and time travelers. Really? Yes, it's so weird. When did you get stuck in a time travel thing? I don't know. I think it's so ridiculously great. I know it's all fake and stuff, but I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna die tomorrow. I oh god, September 24th. What? No, yeah. Oh no, you're gonna be like one of those QAnon conspiracy <laughs> people. And I, yeah, it cracks me up, like all of that stuff. Oh, and then then there's the the freaking recipes these stupid recipes and i hate saying it but they're always done by white people they they it's like stuff you will not eat and there's this one account i can't remember her name and it's this um, woman who makes fun of all of the videos of these people doing yes you know what you're talking like about the one with the she does like the statue face sometimes and like she yeah like, yeah she like talks oh, along right. with no th- you're not gonna eat that put that in no, trash. no put, put that in the yeah who's yeah. gonna make that there i love that shit there's that one recipe maybe you guys talked about it on your podcast recently it's that one where like the girl takes raw noodles and she puts um ground beef like she like makes a ball of ground beef in the middle of like the noodles so it's like oh yes and then then it's the worst who the fuck is gonna eat that shit so she takes raw spaghetti noodles wraps raw meat no she yeah wraps raw meat around it like and then then cooks the meat yeah sears it and then puts it in a pan with cheese and all this other shit on it and then throws it in the thing. She takes it out of the oven. And I love the girl that commentates because she's like, everything's at 350. They bake everything at 350. Mm-hmm. 350 out, for an hour. So hour. dry. <laughs> it looked like a it looked like shit in a in a on a pan. It looked it, disgusting. It was so, so bad. bad. But yet she has like a million views on the video. I'm like, okay. I well, that's that. It's those and those baiting videos on like Facebook where it's like a five minute long video. And they're like, okay, let me show you how I did this. And they do everything really slow. And they're like, okay, let me, let me just yeah. let's put this here. And like, okay, we're going to flip it over. We're going to flip the pancake over. We're going to flip it over. And they just take so long so they can just hold it and off. And then they so go, they get more oh, time. Go to, go to part two. 
Go to Brick Field. Uh, Those people, they should all be killed. They should be put on an island and forgotten. The best thing on TikTok is the comments, though. (laughs) Some of the people, I'm like, oh. It's too I, good. Well, I, there was a, a video my friend my friend sent me, and it's this girl. She's just dancing real hard at this party in the middle of the dance floor and just kind of like body flailing everywhere. Yeah. And then to go to the comments, and the first comment was, save some for the gym. <laughs> <laughs> See, like that shit will do it for me. I'm like, oh, I love to just get super high and then just like want to take my favorite nail. moments. It's like uh. the best. <laughs> I like lost a lot of life like that. Like, I know uh, it's so bad for you. It rats your brain. No, it's that. And like now, like the like, reels is doing it over on Instagram. Oh, so now you're yeah. just like swiping up my Instagram, like for you page, you know, like the landing page at like yeah. research is all like good looking guys with like hairy chests. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like th- thick, thick titty men with, with hairy chests and thick titty man put that and, on do- and dogs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like like puppies, and then a bunch of like random like slime videos. Because one day Wait, I what? just was, slime videos. I was like watching slime videos one day, and it was just like so like therapeutic at night, just to like watch people like and like crunch around slimes, and it was just like oh, like, it's like, like a thing. the old Nickelodeon show. You can't do that on television when they went slime people. Like well, you know, like slime. Yeah, like slime is like a big deal right now with like adolescent people and like younger people. So and it's now a tactile thing. So like look this up. Like there's a whole slime (laughs) slime culture is happening there's this girl named karina garcia i want to believe and she was like one of the first big like slime influencers wait a minute they have yeah slime i'm telling you like there's things that you can binge everywhere and this is i'm right now we're revealing a dark side of the internet and it would be the slime videos and so and her name is like karina garcia she's now has like she makes slime, you know, like they, they, yeah. she shows it and they have like industrial mixers that people use, you know, like, and like, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that they make wonder bread yeah. in, you know what I mean? And that's what they like huge vats of like glue and, and glitter and all I kinds of things. No, and idea they make, this existed. they make so much money off of it, Tony. It is ridiculous. Serious? She's got this humongous house she's got product in target and walmart like you can look Mm -hmm. and like some of these things yeah there's like um there's a bit there's like one company called like corn with slime and this girl has like interns and like full like warehouses and they do like drops of like products so like this week we're doing a a minion slime and we're doing one for halloween and there's a limited amount available and they drop like one to two hundred of these little slimes that they sell for like 15 bucks each and they sell out every single time like there's a culture of like slime that is happening because like (laughs) kids were making it in school and everything else and now it's like uh, and it's now it's all over my TikTok and my Instagram because I watched a bunch of videos because I like enjoyed hearing people like popping the slime and making things with it or whatever. <laughs> and and I just like colorful things. And so it became a thing. And now I like I don't know how to get myself out of it. Out of just, it? You don't know how to get yourself out of the slime. No. Panel. And I just mentioned it. So you and I will now have it all over our all Amazon. over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it's gonna be the next thing that pops up because you oh, know very much. <laughs> Okay, Tony, before we wrap up for our day today, I have a question, and that would be, do you have a recommendation for a show, music, anything that people should be binging right now? So I I was a 
when they first this band first came out Mumford and Son when it first came out I was really big about it and then they kind of fell off for me mm-hmm. but and then they hadn't put out stuff in a long time so Marca I think Marcus uh, Mumford went solo the lead singer and he just came out with his solo album called Self Title I was ready to actually hate it because I'm like oh my god it's gonna be overproduced and so mm-hmm. self indulgent it's actually really good. It's really, really good. I was so surprised. And so I've been like listening it to listening to it like crazy. Okay. That's like I that would be mine. Mine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm totally gonna put like think Mumford and Sons is one of my like pop culture frauds. It's one of those bands that I liked, but I can't even tell you a song about them. See, I was into them at first and then the first album, and then I dropped off. And then when I remember seeing something on social about the the lead the lead guy Marcus going solo and that he was going to release an album. I'm like, Oh, this should be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and then it was a cut, like maybe a, when it first came out, um, I listened to it really wanting to hate it. Like really was getting ready to tear apart on our show. And I was like, oh, it's actually good. Well, like it. you guys tore apart Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> 24 writers. Ah, I love that album though. It's uh, so fun. You know, and and I'm like, it's an opinion. Everybody's entitled to it. Mm-hmm. I just I loved her old stuff. I think she's lost her way. Oh, she, get with it. She's no, <laughs> no. Oh, that I'm album. I'm enjoying was, it. Are you? Uh, I you really like am. Album? I'm. I was I'm like bored. I have it on constantly. Yeah. Go to like. Okay, so here's your tracks that you need. Okay, to to. I will say so this. Go to the Vogue. And her, I forget the song off the new album. There's a Vogue and her mashup um, remix. Oh, Break My Soul. Yeah. Break My Soul and Vogue, Madonna's Vogue. Um, my co-host, Eric, Daddy Bear, introduced it on Croatia. And it was like my ultimate jam. It was the best like oh, yeah. remix. I loved it. That's like the only Grace song. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Grace Jones. Grace yeah. Jones. Um, but I would say like, if, if anything, jump into the song Cuff It. Okay heated and probably like the very last one summer renaissance okay do those three i think you know what i wanted to do i wanted to come out with an album where remember what mtv used to do unplugged Mm -hmm. just her doing an acoustic songwriter singer songwriter type of album where she writes everything herself i think that'll come in like 10 years when she's tired you think so when she's tired she's tired of dancing (laughs) She's, She's still like, got that. Can't. She can still move. She got that body. Okay. Yeah, that's just, true. True. It's a perfect time. Okay, here's my recommendation right now for people. If I don't know if you guys are watching, um, on HBO, and a lot of people stepped off of the show. And I don't know why. I think it's just the name of it. But Issa Rae's show, Rap Shit. Have you watched it? No, I don't. I love her because okay. she did Insecure, right? Yeah, she did Insecure, yeah. and then she wrapped that up, and yeah. then she was given another. You know, HBO has her in, her, in their pocket, and so. Um, she has a new show. It's not, but she's not acting herself. She's oh, she produced executive right? producer, writing, directing. You know, she's doing a bunch of okay. things before the show. It's called Rap Shit. It is a lot of fun. Um, it's I want to say there's only like eight episodes. That's already done. It's an easy watch, um, and it's two girls out of um, Miami, and so they are like estranged high school friends who are now back into each other's lives. And now one has a kid. The other one has been working at this hotel and they 
both have talent rapping. And so they get together and they start a group, a girl group. Like and- Song Pepper. Yeah, very much like that, or like the City Girls. You know what I mean? Oh like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Current people would have City Girls. People our age would have Salt and Pepper. Um, <laughs> but so, and they have like, there's a song called Seduce and Scheme, and it is fucking fun, and it's like their lead oh, single God, from the thing. And it's a fun show, and and you also kind of see what like the girls are going through. It's a um, it's an all black cast. They don't shy away from anything. The women are beautiful. And you see a lot. Of, there's a lot of good like sex scenes. Um, but there's a lot like there's a lot of good like club scenes and that kind of thing. And their um, their manager who manages them is it's a I want to say she's a lesbian who she's kind of like a like a butch queen who uh, a butch girl who um She's like a John, you know what I mean? She's the muscle yeah, yeah. for like a bunch of like prostitutes at the same time. So she's struggling oh. that one girl is involved in like credit card fraud and that kind of thing. So you're seeing all these different pieces. And so I'm ready for like a second season. It just ended. Oh, so watch that first season of rap shit over on HBO max is a lot of fun. So that's my recommendation. That okay. sounds like my jam. That totally is like up my alley. And to close out our show today. Yeah. Tony Beherano from who invited her. Who do you have a crush on? Person, place, or thing right now? Person, uh, it's a thing. Bean and cheese burrito from Kalima's. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid, but I, oh my God, that is like the best thing in the world. I haven't had one from there in a while. Now I want Uh, one. They they have good (laughs) carne asada fries there too at Kalima's. Kalima's, but the thing that's for anybody, not in San Diego. Kalima's is this very popular hole in the wall taco shop, but their drive-through line is so long; it takes it's forever. The fucking worst. I got into a car accident worst. there. Oh, going down weekend. Yeah, on Pride weekend, I was I had ordered food at the Greek place next door, which is also which is bomb Greek food, and it's right there. In the next oh, door the Olympic door. Cafe is mm-hmm. it? No, that's yeah, Olympic Cafe. Yeah. And so I was pulling out of that alleyway there that like, like the, like there's like an alley that goes right into the street and the line from Kalimas was so long that they had taken over the whole entire lane into the first lane. So as I was pulling up to get in, this lady had to like move forward just so I can get into the, just to pull out. And as I was doing that, I like scraped the back of her car, which was my fault a little bit like my back door hit her hit hit the back end of her car yeah. and as i'm pulling forward another car came over and swerved at us she being two cars over gets a little bit scared and then rams into my back because my car was already my car had already pulled out you know what i mean like i just kind of like tapped her a little bit and I get in front of her enough that she like swerves her her steering wheel and pushes over. I have to do like a whole dramatic reenactment like that, <laughs> that place. So you're, anyways, but your bean and cheese burrito from Kalimas is right now. Yeah, so. that's it. It's so basic and so good. I like, know I it. it is so basic, but I'm a that's like my I'm a sucker for that Mexican food, especially. Okay. And my crush is a classic crush, and it's because he's back now on TV, and that would be Paul Hollywood. I'm back in. Oh, because of, yeah, British Bake Off is those blue eyes of his. Those blue eyes. And you know, like, he's just like, like, he just looks like a good person to cuddle with. Oh, (laughs) right. Oh, my God. You're so right. Yeah. Like, who's going (laughs) to, 
bake you some bread and then just come and sit with you. Like uh, that's ideal. Like let's do that. You're gonna feed so. you bread while you cuddle. Mm-hmm. That's even better. <laughs> that, that's like the perfect guy. Okay, you guys, this has been a wonderful ep- episode of Bald and Vigil, if I do say so myself. It has. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. You guys, make sure that you guys listen to him on Who Invited Her, everywhere that you listen to. You guys will find in the show notes links to our social medias and all that. So you guys have done the thing. Tony, any last words for today? Uh, no, this is fun, and you're going to be on our show soon, coming up in the next month or so. Yeah, yes, it's going to be fun. So. It'll be fun. It'll be a, pretty much a continuation of this conversation. Yes, probably, and then we'll have yeah. more stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, things will be over. Okay, so you guys, good night. Have a great time wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, and this is the time where you should take that thing out of the oven. Okay, good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.